welcome to Halo's Heaven Radio. I am Jessica DeLine here with Rahul Seti. Hello and welcome. And we are here to talk to you about Angels Baseball, specifically the last week of Angels performances and a look ahead as to what to expect for next week. So without further ado, last week was pretty amazing, at least in the offensive department. 54 runs scored in seven games. Before we start going into the good and the bad and the meh, what do you think of that, Rahul? Is that something to get excited about, or is it a matter of who we were playing? I liked it. Um, it was good to see life. Um, I'm glad that we have life. And I'm also glad that we can actually hit left-handed pitching. Who knew? <laughs> Imagine that. That being said, we're going to save the good. There's a lot of good this week to talk about, actually. Uh, but we're going to start with the bad. Uh, when it comes to hitting, we had just a few, really, I think, that were bad. Our catcher, Jonathan LaCroix, was certainly one of them. Yes, he was. <laughs> it wasn't a great week for Jonathan LaCroix. Um, played in six games, but only hit 125 with a 285 OPS. Jared Walsh did better. Um, <laughs> he did, but yeah, um, I, I put them both in the bad, right? Yeah. I guess if you uh, average Jonathan Lucro's performance with last week, I guess it's a little more realistic of where he's at. Um, we've seen a lot of high and low swings from from Lucroy over the course of this season. Um, and so far it's averaged out to something decent, but this week was, you know, a lot left to be, a lot left to desire. Definitely. And he, we really need him to be good offensively because defensively well let's not go there <laughs> yeah um fair assessment <laughs> oh, yeah i think everybody has seen that uh mm -hmm. i don't think there's any more bad when it comes to the offense we've got mez and goods left right yeah i think so uh, for the most part yeah so let's let's jump over to the pitching there definitely was some bad there mm -hmm. <laughs> uh justin anderson yeah perhaps uh, one of the worst, uh, he definitely was bad when it comes to the bullpen. For sure. Um, it was not a great showing from Justin Anderson. Yeah, I, I don't know what I was going to say after, but it was not a <laughs> good mean, showing. <laughs> he didn't give up a home run. I guess that's good. But <laughs> Well, I guess his, his ERA is definitely lower than uh, Marco Gonzalez's um, ERA today. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, God, yeah. So that's a plus. So the thing is, I didn't actually see him pitch both times. He only gave up one hit and one walk, yet two earned runs. That's maybe a bit of misfortune. Yeah, I don't recall too much either, but I'm sure that he came in in some fireman situation and gave coughed up a hit or something. Probably. Um, and I'm sure that probably contributed. But yeah. I'm sure that he needs to work on his control a good amount still. Um, it feels like we don't really know where the ball is going to go. And that's great. That's great in terms of deception to the hitter, but you also <laughs> want to know where it's going. <laughs> yes, you do. Especially when you have a guy like to, LaCroix your behind the plate. wants to know where it's going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that definitely. So one of the guys we know who was terrible last week, and I unfortunately did watch him pitch, was Trevor Cahill. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, um, <laughs> he's, uh, as we said, 
as we've almost said every week now, he is amazing when he's able to paint the corners and the edges. Um, and he's able to keep hitters off balance with change-ups and sinkers. Um, this week was another one of those weeks where we say, hey, you know, this could be great if he could just, you know, get closer to the edge as opposed to in the middle. Um, and it feels like we're at the point of no return at this point. We're hoping that he's going to get better and better um, as he goes. But at this point, he's a journeyman who had a good season last year and has really struggled to pick up the pieces this season. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you can expect a whole lot of Trevor Cahill at this point. You give people a little bit of grace early in the season, but we're going into June here, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, six earned runs in 4.1 innings his last time out, 316 average against. Just terrible. I don't know what yeah, the are going to do with him. On the season, he's got an ERA that's almost at seven and an FIP that is almost there to match. And of all starting pitchers in the on the Angels staff, he has the worst Fangraphs war. Um, and he's made 11 starts, which is almost every single start. So so he's um, got a worse Fangraphs war than Harvey even? Yep. And Cody Ouch. Allen as well. Ouch. And Luis Garcia and That's Jake Jewell. And terrible. And Noe Ramirez. So, if only we could do a podcast on these one-year contracts and if they're good or bad. <laughs> Stay tuned, everyone. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's he's certainly not working out. So let's move on from Trevor Cahill. Who else do we have that's bad? Last week pitching. We had a few more. Um, Luis Garcia coughed yep. up three runs. He did in four hits. Gave up three earned runs in three innings, four hits. Um, two, two of those were home runs. Um, as well as two strikeouts. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, of one of those appearances, he was the opener, which is interesting in and of itself. Um, but as we, I think he's uh, still coming back from his injury, hopefully he's close to being close to being fully back um, in terms of where we talk about, is he 100% back, 90%, 80%, things like that. But you know, Luis Garcia is one of those guys where he's a great power sinker guy, um, or if he is able to throw it above the letters and convince hitters to swing at that just because he does throw so hard and so fast. Um, but he's one, another one of those guys where the command isn't really there, and I think the idea was if, the, if Doug White and company can be able to sort of coax him to throw more strikes, um, especially painting the edges and playing to his strengths, then they'd be able to maximize his value to the team. Um, but at this point, it I don't know that we have a large enough sample size to say, okay, this is exactly who he's going to be. Um, but at the same time, he's one of those guys where we don't know where the ball's going to go once it's out of his hand. And that's yeah. pretty scary. <laughs> well, yeah, um, and that's that's a common thing, right? That's been a trend for Billy Epler to get these guys that maybe other teams gave up on because they couldn't command their pitches. And yeah. they've tried to fix them. And in a lot of cases, it hasn't really worked that well. Yeah, I think yeah. in most of the cases, they're hoping 
it seems like they're they're trying to play the numbers and pick up the guys who they can are available and you know present the most have the most velocity um, and maybe a good one good breaking ball and try to get them to throw as many strikes as possible um, and throw as many off speed as possible and it, um, a lot of them have worked but also most of them haven't worked simply because of the quantity of guys of relief pieces that were simply churning through um, it doesn't look like we have a predictable performance from these guys um, and that's you know that's a good chunk of the problem yep that definitely is uh, that being said a couple more bads maybe I think some of them might be borderline meh but um, yeah Cole two, uh, 500 batting average against in one inning how many batters did he face I'm not sure I don't have that number in front of me Mm, that's not great probably four uh oh four batters okay yeah yeah so he gave up two i mean that's not terrible one run mm -hmm. it was a nine nine era but i don't i'm that's more meh to me yeah um hansel robles is probably bad um yeah two earned runs and three innings pitched four hits two strikeouts one walk yeah. um he did get two saves um, so that is something to consider. Yeah, he did. But, but he three save opportunities, one. though. He blew, one, <laughs> he blew a save. Yeah. So that's not great. No. Um, how about his uh, his uh, walk-up song, though? <laughs> you gotta love that. The whole video and everything. Gotta love it. <laughs> yeah, the, the team there did a great job on that. Uh, any other bads? I think the rest are meh. Yeah, Probably. I think so. Yeah. All right. Let's jump back to some some hitter fun. We have a. I don't know how many Miz we have there. We have at least one, and that was Otani. Yeah, Otani's eight times, and hit two twenty two with a two ninety on base last week. Ooh, that's probably skewing towards bad, but he could be May as well for yeah. sure. Uh, he did get five RBIs. He did, um, yeah. Which is something to consider. He also mm -hmm. got caught stealing. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. <laughs> but you know, his, I'm looking uh, at this right now. We had Goodwin, Renhifo, and Otani all tried to steal once and all got caught. Huh. We had two successful stolen bases and six attempts as a team last week. Wow. <laughs> That's not super great. <laughs> Pick a better time, guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. Yeah, he had a great line drive today to Kyle Seeger. It just was so hard that it went off Kyle Seeger's glove. Probably, if I were to guess, probably over 105, 110 miles per hour um, hit to third base. But outside of that, it's been pretty. Um, it's been pretty hard to see Shohei Otani hit this week, just because um, it just feels like his timing is off that he's not really seeing the ball well. He's pulling off on the ball and striking out a lot. And it's just swing just sort of looks, just, just the timing is just off. Um, I don't know what else to, to pinpoint it on, but we hope that with more reps, he'll be back where he was last year um, with time. Yeah, 
I think though you're you're pl you're you're playing short the legend of Shohei Otani at the 105, 110 miles an hour off the bat. I think it yeah. was like 130. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's how hard Otani hits the ball. <laughs> he does hit the ball hard though. He when, does. When he when he connects with it, he really gets a hold of it. He does. Uh, I don't think there's any other miss with hitting. I think they're all good. We had a really good week last week. Yeah, I think so as well. Let's jump into those, and then we'll go back to the pitcher. So, Renhifo, he, I think last week on the podcast, we were talking about how either it was offline or on the podcast, we were saying he really needs to start uh, proving himself or fans are going to start getting a little restless, and, and he sure did last week. Yeah, he definitely um, made a lot of contact this week, which was good. Um, he also struck out a lot, which was interesting coming from him, mm -hmm. but I generally liked what I saw out of him. He was more aggressive at the plate and he swung at the pitches he liked at pitches that were in the zone. Um, and he hit them well and he, and those balls found holes in the outfield. Yeah. And he, and he drew a lot of walks. He had... Six walks, hit his first home run today, mm -hmm. right? And his hammered. 400 on base was pretty spectacular, right? That's a good on base. Yeah, definitely. Not only his 400 on base was sixth on the team and on base percentage. That's how good the team was last week. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Every week, <laughs> Every week. <laughs> yeah. Um, we've got Goodwin. What did you think of him last week? Um... Probably pretty mad overall, actually. Yeah, um, now that I'm looking at him, I think you're right. He OPS 623, um, struck out yeah. five times in 22 at-bats, six hits, one double, um, and was caught stealing. <laughs> I would say he's probably a negative overall for this week, um, just because his defense is more of like a noodle arm. Mm -hmm. Um I know everyone calls La Stella noodles sometimes. <laughs> um, Brian Goodwin is a real noodle, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Heads up. <laughs> That's true. Um, there's a throw that Goodwin should have made to third base earlier in the week, and it was just so soft, and it was offline, and the runner was safe by a mile when it should have been a bang-bang play. Um, and so I think overall, Goodwin's probably a bad this week, but at the plate, probably a meh. Um, we hope that Justin Upton's back soon, but no promises. That's true. I heard somebody, some people have been calling him Toe Jam, which is kind of funny. <laughs> um, yeah, we hope he's back soon. His arm's really not that much better, though. But yeah, we do hope <laughs> he comes back because Goodwin has definitely regressed a little bit to what we kind of expected. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And then we have Albert Pujols, three home runs, nine RBIs, led the team in both last week. Not too shabby. Just when people start really talking about how we need to get rid of Pujols, he has weeks like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then everybody's quiet for a, little, a week or two, and then they're, again, we need to get rid of Pujols. Like, it's he's always not going just... anywhere if he can still hit like that. It's all. It's always like just enough, or he has like a milestone coming up where it's like, hey, let's pay attention to him. Yep. Um, <laughs> and then, exactly as you said, um, goes and does something like this. So this week he had three home runs, nine RBIs, 
uh, three walks, six hits, in just 21 at-bats. Oh, and um, he didn't strike out at all. Yeah. I just saw that. Spectacular week. Mm-hmm. Um, surprising week. And... <laughs> Come on, he's the machine. Is that surprising? His slugging percentage was 762. His OPS was over 1.1, which is crazy. Um, We haven't seen one of these vintage Albert Pujols weeks in a long time, although I don't know how much I would call them vintage um, since the home runs weren't that deep. (laughs) Well, okay. You know, his slugging percentage was second on the team to our new superstar, who we'll get to in a little bit. Not bad. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, it was good to see Cole Calhoun have a good week, right? Yeah. Cole Calhoun actually, not only did he hit for power, he got on base, and he hit for average, which is unusual coming from him nowadays, right? Right. That's not even vintage Cole Calhoun, because he's never really quite been that 300 average, 400 on base guy. Right. I mean, maybe when he first came up, he was, he was hidden for, uh, you know, 280, 290 mm-hmm. with maybe like a 360 on base. Yeah. Um, with that 414 on base, we're going to have to start putting him back at leadoff. Right, Brad? <laughs> <laughs> Rick, what do you think of that one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, if Rick were here to talk about that. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's good to see that out of Cole. Um, hopefully he keeps it up, and hopefully it's not just feasting on weak uh, Mariners pitching. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who else do we have in the good? We've got a bunch of people to cover here, right? How about David Fletcher? Oh, yeah, you skipped skipped over some. He was one of the best on the team, probably the best on the team last week of the regular players. Yeah, he was awesome. He was um, ridiculous. Yeah, crazy. Uh, 30 at-bats, 12 hits, 5 walks, 5 doubles, um, and 9 runs scored. Um, Just a crazy, crazy potent um, bat wherever you put him. Um, And very versatile. Um, He's really succeeding in every single situation that Brad Osmus is putting him, no matter if he's leading off, he's driving runners on base. Um... You know, whatever that the team is asking, he's doing every single single thing, including, you know, playing different positions, depending on what they need. Um, Fletcher has been a godsend for this team, and quietly, he's probably the second best player on this team. I would have to agree with you on that. He's he's hitting 323 on the year now, which I think is best on it's best on the team. And it's it's kind of funny because in the offseason and even some last year, a lot of people were talking about how Fletcher is just a utility guy. He's not an everyday starter. And I w- I've always been a believer, and he's definitely showing what he can do this year. And I don't, I don't think it's a fluke. He may be, I don't know, maybe can he sustain 323 for a season? I don't know. Can he hit 300? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I think that... I think that right now the the wherever he's hitting it, it's finding holes um, in the just in the field. Um, just because excluding today's game, um, his batting average on balls in play is three twenty four, um, and I don't know if that's a sustainable number for him, but he is doing every single thing imaginable. 
Mm-hmm. Um, he's taking on all sor- sorts of roles and responsibilities. Last season, he was asked to play third for several stints, and he did that um, with flying colors. And he's doing it again this year. And I don't know what more, much more that anyone could have asked for him. Right. I, as you said, I don't think that he's going to sustain, you know, what is it now? Almost a five-win pace? Probably not. <laughs> yeah, but um, he could be a three- to four-win player. Yeah. But for someone, for, for, you know, all these prospect evaluators who had doubted him for so many so much time, um, all he needed was an opportunity, and he's exploiting that at every single turn. And... It's exciting to see that from a homegrown guy, um, and that's really cool to see. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's an interesting guy. I interviewed him, and Jeff interviewed him. When you talk to him, you just get the impression, like like Mike Trout, that he does outside of baseball, there really isn't much that he does or cares about, right? It's He just throws himself into baseball, and, and you see it, and you definitely see it in, in the results. And he's the best third baseman the Angel have had in how many years? <laughs> a lot <laughs> yeah, a lot of years all right enough enough of the david fletcher love we've got some other guys to talk about like tommy Lestella. tommy Lestella. he had a good week uh it wasn't spectacular his on base was 333 which actually puts him in the lower part of the team but he hit 314 uh he walked uh, 11 hits a couple doubles pretty good pretty solid week yeah um pretty solid week as you said, um, yep. can't complain much about his 333 on base. Didn't have as much power as he's had in the past, um, especially Tommy home runs leader <laughs> La Stella is, is no he longer. Still? Trout, not no Trout's been Trout's gonna take that back soon. I think Trout did take it back actually. Yeah. Okay. I want to say, um, right. <clears throat> but uh, you know, he's he's done well. Can't complain. That's right. And the Angels' backup catcher certainly hit better. He only had nine at-bats, but he hit better than LaCroix. Yeah. <laughs> Dustin Garneau. <laughs> that was good. Mike Trout does lead in home runs now with four. Mike Trout, Fletcher leads in average, and Trout leads in runs, homers, RBIs, and stolen bases. Wow. <laughs> yep. LaCroix is coming for Garneau. <laughs> <laughs> is he? I don't know. Garneau's better, a bit better behind the plate, right? <clears throat> I think so. Noticeably, yeah. I would yeah. say. All right. So not, not a lot of spectacular things to say about Garneau. He was three for nine. Not a huge sample size, but that was good. Yeah. Better Everybody... than I would have expected, but, you know, yeah. can't say much. <laughs> we got two guys left. Everybody was talking about the Mike Trout slump about a week ago. And He's I back. think he was even <laughs> I think he was even in the bad or the meh last week in our, in our recap. Yeah, I think but so. He, certainly is not this week he certainly is not he certainly is not 552 on base more than half the time he got on base last week which is ridiculous not too bad (laughs) (laughs) not him he didn't even have the highest ops on the team we're still getting to that guy (laughs) who's that guy (laughs) that guy i don't know we'll get there he's next but trout hit a couple home runs he was one for one in stolen base attempts, which is great. Fletcher was the other one who stole a base, by the way, but he tried twice. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Well, um, reminder for everyone that didn't doesn't know, Mike Trout is, exists, and he's on the Angels for life. <laughs> Probably. 
and he should make the All-Star game, so vote him for the All-Star game. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine if he didn't? I don't know. I don't see a scenario where that's possible, but... I don't either, but you know who you should vote for? Tommy LaStella. He deserves to be on the All-Star Game. All-Star you should team. for second base. And David Fletcher. He definitely deserves to be in the All-Star Game. Yeah, definitely. Just hope <laughs> just hope that uh, David Fletcher doesn't get lost among all the different positions. Well, yeah, that's... Yeah. He, he's in as a third baseman, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, But so... I, can, I can see how it would be easy to overlook him. Among American League third... Um, among American League third basemen, he has the best batting average, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. He has the third highest on base behind uh, Dozier of the Royals and Bregman. Wow. It, it's just, it's crazy. I mean, he doesn't have the power, and people like the power, which is one of the reasons why Simmons never makes the All-Star game, but... Right. He's he's definitely All-Star worthy. Yeah. All right, we got one guy left who had a 474 batting average, 545 on base, and a 1388 OPS. What's his name? Cesar Pueyo. He was insane. 19 at bats, nine hits, two home runs, a double, six RBIs. Wow. That's a wow. debut. Is right. <laughs> <laughs> As uh, who wrote um, the article the other night? Was that Jeffrey that wrote about how uh, he's ready for a first-time ballot Hall of Famer? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was great. Seems I mean, that's our, huh? That's 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 a debut week. I can't remember somebody who's had a week like that, a debut week like that recently. Um, we had that one catcher last season, right? Well, he had um, a day, a couple days that were like that. But I don't right. know if it was a whole week, yeah. That's true. Yeah, I like how you say that one catcher. We've had so many people cycle <laughs> through the last couple of years. It's, it's because I've actually track. forgotten his name. That's why. <laughs> yeah, well, it wasn't Maldonado. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's move on to the pitchers. Um, first, we have to do the Miz. There were probably some man pitchers, right? I'm sure there were. Um, um, probably most of the starters, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, Tropiano. Um, he pitched in Salt Lake today too, I think. But we'll get to that. But uh, for the Angels, he was he was pretty meh. Three runs in five innings, two home runs, four strikeouts. It was meh, not bad, but not great. It was Tropiano's season debut, and it was Heaney's second start of the season. Um, Felix Pena had an opener for him, um, and across the board, and obviously Jose Suarez's debut, right? So, very exciting week among Angel starters, just to, to see that everyone's healthy <laughs> and see what see what they can do out there. Um, obviously, it was a May week by the numbers, but I think that it was encouraging in terms of what their what their capability is and hopefully it's something to build off as they get more reps and more um more just more work more work working with uh doug smith doug white doug white <laughs> sorry white that was, smith, that was, jones that was a we'll get it terrible sentence <laughs> wait are you saying all those pitchers were me i think so because i'm gonna disagree on some of them I think so. I think you can argue that Heaney was good. 
Uh, I'm going to argue with Heaney's 10 strikeouts and three runs and six innings that that was good. He had a .83 whip. Okay. Um, I'm going to argue he was good, and he was just an inning shy of a quality start. No, that is a quality start. That is a quality start, yeah. yeah. I think okay. a quality start is, is, is in the good category. That's fair. I'm also going to argue Skaggs because he went seven innings, his longest start of the year. He struck out eight, only walked one. And only gave up five hits. He just had some bad luck with a couple of homers that allowed four runs. He usually think... has bad luck, though, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's usually like, hey, he was doing so well. Oh, no, he had a rough patch and he gave it up. <laughs> I, I think Skaggs and Pena's numbers look worse than they pitched. I think they're better than their numbers show last week. Yeah. Because Pena is, I think, one of our best pitchers. And I think he has one of the highest potentials. But he had... I think so, too. A 5.06 ERA last week, which looks terrible. Yeah. But he only gave up three hits in 5.1 innings, and he struck out eight. Mm-hmm. So he, he had some walks and a homer, which hurt him, but I think he looked pretty good. Well, I do think that we should keep in mind that if a pitcher gives up a home run, that's the worst possible outcome because a fielder a fielder can't defend that. And then in addition, if you have runners on base and if you give up a home run, um, again, like the fielders can't do anything that, and that's potentially like, that's a game changing event at that point. Yeah, that's, that's, that's fair. So that's the way that I look at it. Um, yeah. and that's the reason why I, I view it like I do. I think Heaney, I did watch like a good chunk of Heaney's start. I think the home runs that he gave up one to Hunter Pence, um, which was just a well hit ball. Um, just, it was painted perfectly on the outside corner. And Pence just, just he does what Hunter Pence does. He hit, he hit it out to. Wait, am I remembering uh, uh, last last start? Yes, you are. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. We didn't. Never Pence mind. didn't play against us this week. <laughs> <laughs> but I was gonna let you go with that story a little longer. <laughs> <laughs> well, never mind. Was, I lost my was, train of thought now. <laughs> it was a good story. Uh, all right, so they're borderline meh to good. All of those guys we mentioned, right? Yeah. Um, Suarez, who made his debut today, yes. I would probably probably put in the man, which is, I mean, I don't fault the guy. He's what twenty one years old. It's his first big league start. Yeah, um, exactly. Three runs, five hits, and five point two innings is a is a man performance. Yeah, not bad at all for a first performance, and right. hopefully more to come. Yeah, definitely. Looking. He had a lot of movement more. on his changeup, which I like to see. Mm -hmm. um, it's fooling a lot of Mariners hitters, though I'm not convinced that that's saying much. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Sorry, um, Mariners fans that are listening <laughs> to our Angels podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it was definitely something to to uh, keep an eye on and, and be excited for, just because I think he is a guy that could potentially be a starter for a good amount of years. Um, and... It's just a matter of he's at this point in last season, he started in high A and he's all the way up to the big leagues. Um, there's a lot of development that's gone on there and a lot of things that I'm sure that he still needs to iron out um, as Billy Epler likes to push his prospects up and challenge them. Um, but Jose Suarez has shown a lot in a, in a short amount of time. Um, and we hope that it's just a matter of adjusting um, to this next challenge. 
right? Yeah, uh, I would agree with all that. And the the pushing players up has been really fun to watch. I'm really glad that Billy Epler has that that strategy of challenging people and pushing them. And uh, it's generally been paying off. And we're seeing a lot of quick movement through the system, which is great for the prospects too, right? And great, uh, it makes makes you want to play for the organization as well. Yeah, it definitely makes you, as a fan um, or as an, as an observer, definitely it makes you follow these prospects more carefully because you have to make sure that, you know, you can track them and you obviously, if you want to go see them, then you have to, to plan for that um, with a sense of urgency, which is exactly what Billy Epler wants you to do mm-hmm. um, if you're the player. Yeah. <laughs> so I like it a lot and... Yeah, it's been exciting uh, to watch. Yeah, and one more thing about Suarez is he did gra- uh, generate the most uh, ground into double plays of pitchers this week. He had two. Wow. So he, he got a couple double plays, which is great as well. So um, cool. We have, I think we've covered all the miss. No, I'm putting Cam Bedrosian in the man, but I'm biased. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I think know. He was fine. <laughs> he was he was okay, but he gave up a run on three hits in two point two innings, which amounted to a two seventy three batting average against, which I have a hard time calling good, but it's not terrible. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. this is one of those things where you you believe in the the process or the results because the one <laughs> because the uh, the run came off a home run. Yeah. Um. But the other hits were singles. But you were just saying those home runs are the worst possible outcomes. Yeah. <laughs> and he had one. And I do agree with that. So. Yeah. Although, you know what? He did get a win as well. Uh, he's He was probably good last week. Okay. Yeah. I won't I won't disagree there. Yeah. <laughs> and then we had one good starting pitcher last week. Griffin Canning. Yeah. that's that's He's exciting to watch pitch. Yeah, he really is. I really like his stuff. And and last week he had a 143 average against and a .50 whip, which is crazy. It is really crazy. He and just gave up one run, which was a home run, right? Yeah. In six and innings, quality start, and then some. About two years ago, um, almost to the day, the Angels drafted Griffin Canning in the second round of the draft, and he made his debut in less than two years. That's some fast movement. And remember that he didn't pitch the season that he was drafted in for the Angels. Right. So 2017, he didn't pitch at all. So basically, just in just in 2018, he went from high A to double A. And I don't believe he went to triple A, did he? Uh, I think he, he might did have. for a little bit. Briefly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so just just this in year. Yeah. less less than a season and a half. Griffin Canning has, has made it through the entire entire minor leagues, and he's playing for the Angels at a high level. That is just crazy to me. It is, yeah. It shows you how good he was coming out of college, and he was probably almost major league ready out of college, right? And then it shows you how good the pick was. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. it this is exactly the reason why you know I was so ecstatic watching the 2017 draft when we were able to draft Canning, and then subsequently we were able to sign him um, for for slot value. It was a huge steal, um, mm-hmm. and I'm glad that the shoulder issue was not a serious, uh, did not turn out to be a serious injury. 
Yeah. Um, and I'm glad. <laughs> he is on the angels. Right. Um, <laughs> Not going to wood. <laughs> and I'm <laughs> not going to wood. <laughs> um, but, you know, the level that he's playing at and that he's pitching with is, is crazy. And the even out of college, the ability to, you know, as we say with Trevor Cahill, the ability to actually pitch um, when, when Cahill is good, by the way, um, disclaimer, uh, <laughs> the ability to when actually, was that? Huh? <laughs> when was that? Uh, I think we said it one time on the podcast. That's huh, probably okay. the, the first or second week. <laughs> we did. I think there was one a couple weeks ago, actually, where he was in the good. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, you might not have been on that one. But Canning's like ability to mix his pitches and not only mix them but be able to throw them at like an MLB average quality even in college uh, at the time was crazy um he's got his fastball um curveball change up slider and he's able to mix in all four of those well um and place them where he wants to and that's exactly what you want to see out of a major league player and Canning demonstrated that in college um, so it was a terrific pick by the Angels, and it's paying off uh, handsomely, not even two seasons later. Yeah, that's great. We need, we sure need that, too. We definitely need pitching, especially with, given um, Billy Epler's um, ability to sign quality free agents to supplement our roster. <laughs> All right, we, so... could, we could use two more uh, starting pitchers for sure. Absolutely. So we have five more pitchers to cover. None of them gave up a run and three of them didn't allow a hit, which is, which is pretty great. So uh, Jared Walsh is one of them and he, he didn't play at all last week uh, on the offensive, on the offense side because we didn't have him in our list, but he did pitch a scoreless, scoreless, hitless inning with a strikeout and two walks. Yeah. That's good. We'll take that out of a guy who wasn't even a pitcher until recently. Yeah. We'll take it for garbage time. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll use Cambra Drosian as the opener instead. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) I don't, I don't hate Bedrosian as an opener. Actually. I kind of like that because he's better with nobody on base. Neither do I. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think so, too. It's not a bad thing. So, uh, Noe Ramirez, he wasn't scary too much last week. Sometimes he's a little scary to watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't, he didn't allow a run over two appearances, 3.1 innings. Yeah, and four strikeouts. Oh, yeah, that's great. So you take you take that nine times out of ten. I like it. Uh, yeah, I would probably take it ten times out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't allow any runs. So. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Jake Jewell, who had a rough, did not have good numbers in Salt Lake this year. Um, oh, no. Has been struggling, right? But 2.2 innings, no hits, no runs. Good stuff out of him. Three strikeouts. Good stuff. He he has a good cutter. Um, so really excited to see what he can do when he's healthy. I know that last season's injury was pretty fluky. Um but I can see how that, if you're a pitcher, that could really mess you up. Definitely. And then one of Billy Epler's best ever transactions was trading Cody away Allen. Ian Kinsler. <laughs> 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 well, that'd be second best, Cody Allen. 
the the DFA of Cody Allen will be there. <laughs> oh, Shots sorry, fired. sorry, Cody Allen and friends. Um, but uh, yeah, Ty Buttry, he was a huge win in that Ian Kinsler trade, right? He really was. Now Ian Kinsler is on the Padres and struggling, and people hate him there. But uh, we have Ty Buttry, though. So. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is uh, an example of a win-win trade. Um, I think the Red Sox were able to get the best out of Kinsler for half the season. Um, they ended up winning a World Series. Mm-hmm. The Angels Kinsler got, got his ring. Yep, exactly. And the Angels got Ty Buttry. Um, yeah. And they'll have him for you know, give or take five more years. Yeah, which is wonderful. Yep, and already Buttry, just even from from last season, was the best reliever on the Angels, you know, relief staff. Yes. And um, just the fact that he's, you know, 6'6", towering over hitters, Mm -hmm. um, and his height is boosted by a mound, um, hitters are basically defenseless against him throwing high 90s with a hard breaking ball. Um, he's really exciting to watch and really excited to track his development. Um, and he's already one of the best relievers in the league. Yeah, so for what sure. more and can he you faced, ask? Yeah, no kidding. And then he faced 11 batters last week and didn't allow a hit with 11 batters. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, and he was used in a variety of um, fireman situations as well. And he's being asked to, you know, as I said, be the fireman regardless of what inning it is um, and regardless of of the game situation. So seeing him respond to pressure well um, is really encouraging um, to his development. And, you know, for, for relievers, it's more important than ever to be able to deal with ambiguity um, as the game evolves. And Buttry has shown a lot of resilience in that respect. And we're excited to see where he goes. Definitely, yeah. So we have one more good pitcher, and it's going to probably be a surprise to most of our listeners. <laughs> um before we say his name, you may have figured it out. Process of elimination. 2.2 innings in three games, three appearances. Only one hit allowed and four strikeouts. It was... Who was it? Not sure. You don't know? <laughs> you don't have that up? Cody Allen. Yep, that's who it was. He, <laughs> he had a good week. I don't know if he's been in the good all season, has he? I can't recall. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember him being in the good all week. So good job, Cody Allen. Woo! Yeah, <laughs> we won't. We yeah, that was that was fantastic. A couple walks, but no big deal. <laughs> yeah, no big deal. You know, they're only a know. bad deal if you follow them with like a home run or a double or something. <laughs> he he only got eight outs, but it's fine if he gives up two walks. It's fine if he gives up you know six walks as long as there's no runs. You know, no big deal. <laughs> no big deal. No big deal. He yeah, yep. 11 batters, only one of them got a hit. Um, so, yeah, that was, that's a good week for him. Something interesting is that he threw 21 pitches um, per inning this week. That is interesting. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see if he was among the highest pitches per inning um, all season among Angels pitching. Just because um, he, he does... Probably. He, <laughs> 
he doesn't really throw in the zone. He throws around the zone, and then he sort of throws a meatball to, to get back. <laughs> huh. That to get back in the count. Um, right. That's something to keep an eye on. Uh, yeah, it for sure is. Huh. Okay. <laughs> All right, that wraps up that part of our um, show. So next up is going to be going over the minor league guys on the 40-man roster. Okay. And I will shoot up some numbers, and then you will tell me if they're good, bad, or meh, in your opinion. And okay. then I'll say who they are. Sure. Uh, first one, we have a pitcher who pitched once, five innings, two hits, no runs, a walk, and five strikeouts. That's pretty good. That is Luis Madero, who has been doing pretty good in, uh, in for the Bay Bears. He's, I think he struggled a little uh, when he first got up there, but he's been pretty solid since. Madero. Yeah, I'm trying to see what he did since he went there. Uh, he gave up five runs in his first game there. Mm-hmm. And then he gave up two zero three zero zero. Wow. So I was I was really skeptical when the trade originally went down simply because there was no information that was publicly available on Luis Madero. Mm-hmm. And at the time he was just in rookie ball. Um maybe eighteen, nineteen year old. Um, just in rookie ball, there's no public information on it. And so I was somewhat critical of, of Billy Epler for that mm-hmm. transaction, um, just because the Angels still had a chance to win in a weak wild card race. Yeah. Um, and they ended up trading away David Hernandez. Yeah, and he was great that first half of that year, too. He was. He was great. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad to see that it's working out. Um, definitely feels like Luis Madero's if not a starter, then he's going to be a solid relief piece for us. Yeah, it could be another another big uh, Epler trade win. So yeah. He's been pretty good with, on the trade front. It's just the free agent signings that have been a little, I don't know. Anyway, um, <laughs> Madero <laughs> stats. <laughs> that is a different podcast. Madero stats, he pitched five innings, and he only threw 71 pitches. That's great. Yeah, so obviously there was some sort of limit to him probably because he hadn't allowed any runs and only two hits, mm, which yeah. is kind of interesting because the previous game he had thrown 87 pitches. But huh. Yeah, so I guess they decided they were ready to put somebody else in. Hopefully it's nothing serious. Uh, hope not. Same goes with Brandon Marsh, kind of off topic. He's not on the 40-man roster, but we hope he gets better soon. Yep. He'd been Definitely. tearing it up in double A, probably not far away from a triple A call up. Yeah. At the rate uh, Billy's been moving people through the system. And then he uh, had that unfortunate injury the other day. So, yeah. That's anyway. got to be what his third or fourth injury since uh, becoming a professional. Yeah. And different types of energies, injuries. You know, some of those guys, they play so hard, they're going to get hurt. That's, you expect that. Like, um, I wouldn't be surprised if Adele has injuries here and there as well yeah Um, you're gonna see that trout's had it right Mm -hmm. he's bumped into the wall a few times (laughs) yeah all right we have a reliever who gave up seven hits in one inning (laughs) let me (laughs) let me let me jump back here is that bad (laughs) (laughs) let me go back here he he appeared twice his first appearance he had one inning and five hits and four runs his second appearance, he logged zero innings with two hits and a run and two walks. So you tell me if that's good or bad. It seems both of those are bad. <laughs> They're both bad. That was Luke Bard. Ooh. 
<laughs> Tough. That was really bad. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. <laughs> and four any four innings now in the AAA, he has an eleven two five ERA and a four twenty one batting average against. But how's the spin rate? <laughs> I'm sure it's fantastic. <laughs> All oh, right, um, we have another pitcher. Five innings, six hits, five runs, one walk, one strikeout. Ooh. Five innings. Five runs. That's bad. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Jaime Berea. Oh, yikes. Not good. It's not, not great. Good. Yeah. He's got an MLB ERA of 816 and a AAA ERA of 697 this year. Nice. Not really. <laughs> 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 All right, um, we have another pitcher who only pitched one inning, gave up one hit, no runs, two strikeouts. Good. Taylor Cole. Good job, Taylor Cole. How about that? <laughs> I like the clapping. That was, that was a nice touch. Cool. <laughs> and we have another pitcher, point one inning. Interesting. Oh, he's from... He went to school in Minnesota, where I'm from. All right. Oh. Born in Dallas, though. All right. I'm just looking at his info here. All right. In his in his point one inning, he gave up one hit, no runs, no walks, no strikeouts. He gave up one run. One hit. One hit. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna say good. Yeah, I call that good. John Curtis. Okay. Yeah. I am indifferent. <laughs> indifferent. All right. We have. Oh, Jake Jewell didn't pitch for the bees last week. We already covered him and okay. In the big league level. So we have this one's gonna surprise people. I'd like you to take a guess at who this is. He pitched twice. Okay. Eleven point two innings. Only one run allowed, ten strikeouts, seven hits. Ooh. <laughs> Those were both good, right? Yeah. Um, Any guesses? I was going to guess Patrick Sandoval, but he's not on the 40-man, is he? Mm, he is not. Hmm. Don't know. Dylan Peters. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was out of left field. <laughs> yep, he was on our bad last week after giving up five runs and 2.2 innings. Okay, cool. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. All right, we already talked about um, Suarez. He got a meh for his MLB performance, <laughs> but he also gave up six runs and seven hits and 3.2 innings in Salt Lake last week. Ooh. So he had a bad at AAA. That doesn't sound great, but, no, but glad he came... could pull it together. <laughs> yeah, right? Because that's a pretty pretty terrible outing, and he was much, much better and at the MLB level. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, we have somebody who also pitched for in both the minors and for the angels six innings two runs nine strikeouts today that's a giveaway um um oh two runs two suarez. runs in six innings that's a quality start right nine strikeouts that's good suarez no 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 he pitched today in triple a oh suarez yeah um and he's on the 40 man nick tropiano oh that's right. <laughs> okay. All right. We have a couple batters. They're always a little tough because I have to um, add up their stats. So mm -hmm. this first one had a five for six game. He wow. had 10 hits in 
27 at-bats, and he also walked four times. Those look like some pretty darn good numbers to me. That is Taylor Ward, Mr. Quadruple-A player. Taylor Ward. Taylor we really Ward, need him to Taylor do that at the Ward. MLB level, right? I mean, we hope so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't know enough um, at the big league level to be any level of conclusiveness. Um, and I'm not sure that he was ever going to get that opportunity at this point. <laughs> right. So we have another guy who was 4 for 18, which initially sounds not great, maybe. But also mm -hmm. walked six times and had two home runs. Uh, is that meh? I, I I don't know. I think that's good. That's good. <laughs> six walks and four hits is ten. So he was like ten for twenty four on base. That's good. Oh wow, that's good. That's that great. was um, our old friend Justin Bohr. Oh, <laughs> cool. <laughs> all right. Good so job, Justin Bohr. We've wrapped all that up. And we have one last thing to cover, which is what to expect next week, which is a rather fascinating question because next week we have almost the exact same schedule as this past week. Oh my God. <laughs> we play the A's three times and the Mariners three times at home. And then we also have a Cubs makeup game on Monday. Huh. What do you think of that? Do you think we can win four more games against the A's and Mariners this week in six games? Yeah, I think so. I think so. All right. Yeah, I think Seattle has got, is just a terrible team. Yeah. So Again, sorry, Mariners fans. but <laughs> That are listening but, to us. But unironically, this time. Actually, last time was also un unironically, so again, sorry. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so many sorries. <laughs> Um, I think we can go four and three this week. I think um, I would too. I think I'm not sure about the Cubs game tomorrow. It's also a lot of travel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I think the travel is the reason why I say four and three yeah. as opposed to five and two. Um, I think it was encouraging that we were able to get to Oakland starters and it was pretty encouraging that we got to Marco as well today. Um, that was very encouraging. Um, I did not envision Marco Gonzalez giving up 10 runs to us. No, that was that was really pretty ridiculous. You have to wonder if that's, you know, if they actually figured out something or if Marco's on a bad streak. <laughs> right. Um, but, but yeah, I'm, I'm good with a four and three week. I think we maybe win two against the A's, one or two against the A's and two or three against the Mariners. Yeah, I think it also ultimately gets us back to 500, which is, you know, about where we're going to end the season. It, it gets us, I'm going to jump ahead the following week. It gets us back to 500 before we play the Dodgers in the race. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and come back down to reality a little bit, probably. For sure. Yeah. So anyway. Um, Definitely. Yeah, that's what the week looks like. They fly off to Chicago. They've already left. They play there tomorrow for that rain snowed out game on April 14th. And then they come back home for... Eight Six, games before they finally get a day games. off on the 12th. Yeah. It's been a long time since they've gotten a day off, huh? It sure has been. They were supposed to tomorrow. Right. And then this was a makeup game for a rainout earlier. Right. Yep. All right. Yeah. Anything else we have to cover for this week? I think that's about it. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us.